I, 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 because I, I mean, it was a collaborative sort of um, effect in terms of it was not just on the mat, but being able to experience yoga outside of the mat too. So I, I, I approach it completely different. Um, I started doing a lot of chanting. Um, I started doing a lot of meditation. I, I, I started seeing a therapist. So I was, I was expanding my, my understanding and my, my knowledge. I started reading a lot of books, um, spiritual and otherwise, which is all part of yoga. Healing mm-hmm. in itself is yoga. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now, speaking, just it's exchanging yoga. and connecting, mm-hmm. that is yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care, just self-love, um, just living your real, authentic, speaking your truth. It's all yoga. So when I say that yoga transform me, I don't really just means, you know, poses on a mat. But just with this holistic approach that I, I adopted, not I feel like it chose me as opposed to me choosing it. Like mm-hmm. I think the suffering was so deep that I, I probably was left with no choice but to it, it woke up something in me that that I knew would never never die. Like mm. yeah. But I needed to experience that complete death. Let me tell you, mm. I was dead inside. <laughs> I, I felt like complete death. Mm-hmm. But I think I needed to experience that death to to, to really kind of sort of reboot and reprogram and really reset yeah 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 hi everyone i'm aruna i hope that this platform inspires you to explore and expand parts of yourself so that you can really tap into your highest potential here we dive deep into the stories of our guests to inspire and uplift through simple conversation if you're interested in living more mindfully and more consciously, then be sure to check it out. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Soul Beauty. I'm your host, Aruna Maharaj, and today we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Vera Bajan. She's an attorney, and she's also a yoga instructor. But she's not just any attorney and any yoga instructor. She was also born without her hands and her arms. And today we welcome her to share her story. Welcome, Vera. Thank you. So beauty. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So yesterday I came to your yoga class for the first time. You did. And honestly, I was thinking, how is she going to teach yoga without her hands? And when I came to the class, it was totally normal. Like there was, it was a totally perfect and holistic experience. Yeah. The, the, the instructions were clear. It was a great experience. So tell me about, okay, no, I don't want to start with yoga. I want to start <laughs> with you and, you know, your story and how you you know, your education, your family life, your education, and then how you stumbled into studying law and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about your story. Okay, so, well, as you said before, I was born without arms. Um, just growing up, I guess, as a as a toddler, I sort of adopted the, the ability to use my feet in place of my arms. So I have an older sister, so, of course, I would um, look on at her, um, in terms of like beginning to draw and color and write and stuff. So I started just very naturally, I guess, intuitively um, using my feet in place of my arms, 
which um, I guess demonstrates the, the ability that our, our body has to adapt to, to any environment that it might be placed in. Um, you know, we, we, I guess we're conditioned to believe that we have to use our arms, <laughs> we have to use our hands to write them. But I mean, if you, if, if, if you were placed in a position, you, I'm pretty certain that you would be able to use your feet as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I, um, I just started very naturally using my feet in place of my arms. Of course, this is not something that my parents would have even imagined at the point in time that I was born. So at that point, um, what would have been operating in their mind was just a, a sense of confusion and, of course, um, a sense of despair and hopelessness because they, they're now faced with a um, not just a situation, but a, I mean, a, a life that, <laughs> a, a, yeah, a child, yeah, yeah, a child that, that was born without arms and it's just at a point where they they would not have imagined that I would be able to adapt the way that I did. Yeah, right? so yes. resilient mm-hmm. and so... I don't, I don't, I don't know if at that point it would be resilience. I mean, I would have only been like three, four years. I just kind of just doing it. Na- yeah, I think it was something yeah. more of a natural ability that just came yeah. in place of my arms. Yeah. So yeah, so I just um, started using my feet, and um, my parents got me enrolled into a school for differently abled kids, Princess Elizabeth Center, um, and that's where I really started. Um, really adopt any practice of using my feet. I started writing and drawing and coloring and um, I started like feeding myself and just doing natural daily activities, brushing my teeth, that type of thing. Yeah, just Right, so you were able to perform day-to-day tasks on your own and not just day-to-day tasks, but also educational tasks as well to be able to read, write, study and get educated do you think having arms affects your ability to learn no 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 I I wouldn't say so I wouldn't say so I think um from my personal experience I think not having arms um was probably like a a driving force for me in terms of like an motivation yeah 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 so it appears on the outside to be a disadvantage but to me, it was like, yeah, like it, it, it kind of, I, I guess I was mostly self-motivated together with the support of my family, my parents. Um, but it was like a driving force to, to really push me, to propel me, to, to, to succeed and to, to become more than someone without arms. So where you studied law? At UWE, at St. Augustine, one year, and then at Cave Hill, Barbados, for two years. Right. And then How was your experience going abroad? Was that Barbados? Was your first time going abroad, or you had gone... Well, um, yeah, yeah, I think... I so think that was, was your first time? First... Right. How was your experience in Barbados? It was lovely. It was amazing. The, the, the change of environment, the people, the whole experience was... Wow, it, it was truly amazing. Those two years were... Yeah. I had, like, a blast, yeah. Was there any special um, allowances made just for you that no other student would have gotten? No, not so that I Everything. So when you had exams, for instance, you went at the same time everybody else had their exams. Yeah, I sat with everyone. You sat with everyone. Because I had like a, a, a special desk because I have to use my feet. So Right, so yeah, you so had I a special desk. Reach, I have to be able to reach the desk with my, with my feet, but... Other than that, I think I just operated just like a totally normal. Regular, yeah, yeah. Regular student would. So you 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 did that. And now you came back to Trinidad, and you're an attorney. Yes, but well, I would have studied two years at Hewitt in law school. And then you would have right. So now you're an attorney. You're back in Trinidad. Yeah. And you started to work as normal. 
Where did you work? Yes, I started working at the Police Complaints Authority for six years. I was employed there for six years. Okay. Um, and then I moved into a transition into private practice. Okay, and that's what you currently do now? No, I'm currently employed as a liaison at the Equal Opportunity Tribunal. Yeah, so I left private practice and... A lay assessor? Yes. What is a lay assessor? Forgive me. Oh, so a lay assessor at the Equal Opportunity Tribunal, there's a panel comprising of a judge and two lay assessors. Um, the matters before the tribunal basically deal with discriminatory matters. Um, and the lay assessor is basically someone who sits in the panel with the judge and assists the judge in making decisions on matters. So um, what would be your dream job? I have not actually considered that, but I think it would be any particular job where I'm able to um, perform the job using and utilizing the, the joy and the love and the sincerity within myself. So mm. it could really be any job. Yeah, as yeah. long as it's meaningful. Yeah, as long as yeah. it's, 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 it's driven by that, 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 yeah. that source within me. <laughs> yeah, so it could be teaching yoga, it could be, mm -hmm. it could be being an attorney, it could be... It could be anything. Anything. It yeah, doesn't matter I, how it manifests as yeah, long as you yeah. get that feeling yes, 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 of yes. joy and contentment yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually contributing and doing something meaningful with Correct. your time and your life. Correct. That is exactly how I feel right now. Good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I just really want... I want to touch people's lives more. Um, I want to do something more meaningful. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's how I felt for a number of years, even like as an attorney, I, I felt, um, you know, when you're just sort of seeking something, but you're not sure what it might be, but you know it, it's something more than what you're actually experiencing. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of like out here trying to figure out what this might be to, to feel fulfilled. What is this um, meaning that I'm trying to experience or this mm -hmm. purpose that I'm trying to have? And, you know, we tend to look on the outside or... I mean, I've been, I started traveling, I started I giving a lot of charity, I started a foundation, I did my master's, I, you know, so I started just kind of looking on the outside to see where I'm really going to find this purpose. Um, I feel like the more things I start to do, the less purpose, the less, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, like the more you try to find it, <laughs> yes. it's the further where you've got, it's like, it deviates you, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Um, I think I was in that place for like a number of years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of us go through. A lot of us just keep trying to find our little space or trying to find what makes us have fulfill that feeling or that desire to to have purpose or to to bring some sort of joy into our hearts. That's what we crave. We're human. Yeah, yeah, it's a human experience, yeah. and we for look sure. to that for fulfillment. And only after searching and searching and going and going and bumping your head several times you realize oh what i've been searching for was not anywhere outside it's on the inside we are so pleased to announce that this episode is now available on digicel's apps go loud and playgo download now So tell me a little bit now about your relationship with yoga and how long after you've just been in the adult world, in the working world, um, how your curiosity went from just a curiosity to having a, like a curiosity to be a teacher, because it's one thing to yeah. practice yoga. 
but it's another thing to teach yoga. In fact, I've been practicing for quite some time and I've been dabbling and thinking about teaching for some time, but I know it, it isn't the right time yet, but it's definitely something that I may want to do in the future. So I love to hear people's stories, especially teachers, and how, you know, how they were naturally and organically brought to a place where, because honestly, you are so good at teaching. You guys need to come to one of her classes. It's located in Shabonas. This is a plug right now. Because the, her, the way she's speaking now is completely different. To, <laughs> no, but it's, a, no, it's nice and it's, it's so natural. Like Vera would say, and now... <laughs> <laughs> Could you not do that? Inhale and exhale. Like, but it's it's a singing and it's so natural. It's not put on. So don't feel shy about it. It's not put on. It's so... And then with the little background music and then just the postures and the voice and the inhales and the exhales and just the energy in that space. Oh, it was nice. Aww. Really nice. So I am... I highly recommend anybody to try one of your classes and don't think for a second that it's going to be different just because the instructor doesn't have her arms at all. It, if anything, it was better than <laughs> a few classes that I've been to in the past. But um, maybe we could edit <laughs> Yeah, so it, honestly, honestly, it was really good. So tell me about that. Tell me about your relationship with yoga. This is the most exciting part of the interview that I'm most excited about. Okay, so um, I started practicing yoga a, a, a long time ago, probably as a teenager. Um, my, my practice, I would say, was it was mostly a, a physical practice in that my intention um, was ready to maintain my flexibility, my mobility, my strength, because of course I have to use my legs. Um, to be able to stretch these legs, to comb mm -hmm. my hair and brush my teeth, and you know, mm -hmm. so and put on your makeup. Yeah, guys. Oh my god, <laughs> Vera put on her own makeup today, and I couldn't believe it because you know I'm a makeup person, so it looks so good. Well, I mean, it's no makeup by Madame Maharaj, but it's something. No, it's <laughs> something. Oh, and I wanted to tell you that anytime you're like you have somewhere big to go to, come and I'll do your makeup one day for you. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'll come home and you and do it. We'll figure it out. Okay. Back to the interview. Right. Um, yeah. So my practice was really just a physical. So it, so yeah. it started off as a physical practice. Very physical in that I would focus a lot on body awareness. Um, just doing a lot of poses for flexibility, mobility, strength, that type of thing. Um, it was not a very consistent practice in that it's not, not that. So you went to another class? Yeah, I used okay. to go to classes. I used to do my own practice at home. Right, on um, like YouTube or... Yeah, right. yeah, okay, yeah, good, yeah my own you. thing. Um, so that's just something I adopted over the years. Um, sometimes I may not do it for a few months and then I'll just get back on, that type of thing. But it's always something that I enjoy doing, that I love doing. Um, and then in 2019, I found myself in a, in a place that I would describe as... Uh, a deep suffering like a dark period extremely dark yeah I think uh, like for a number of reasons um you know specific situations um or just just over the years I explained before like I was just naturally seeking um some sort of purpose some sort of meaning so it's I guess it's sort of spiraled and 
um, I just got into a place that I, I probably never anticipated that I, I would have, where I was completely filled in, in darkness. Why do you look so sad? Stop it! I want to hear more. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Oh my god! Right, go. <laughs> yeah. So I um, and I think I was just in that place for for a while, a long time, for, for probably for a few months, and it just keep like I felt progressively worse over time. Um, and uh, I really got to the point where I, I. I, I I decided that I would like just step on my mat and see how I feel. Um, just kind of take it one day at a time, sort of thing, right? So, um, for some reason, uh, during that period, my my practice or or the the, the way that I um, approached my practice um, sort of changed. In that, as I step on my mat, I I, I sort of lay and bear myself completely. Um, just like laying on my, my pain, my trauma, my hood. Could you not look so sad? <laughs> no, because I understand. Because see, I'm getting it. Like, as yeah, you're saying it, yeah. because I go through, I, I mean, I bring my trauma to my mat as well. Yeah. So, yeah. and I bring my vulnerability yes, to my mat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bring my weakness to my mat. Right, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think, yeah, that's what I, um. I started, it, it became more of a, a spiritual practice, so to speak, um, where I just felt like my mirror almost, it was like, uh, my map was almost like a, like a spiritual mirror, just like reflecting back at me all these 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 dark parts of me, my weaknesses, my, my pains, my, my vulnerability, my trauma. It's very similar to what you, what you speak of. Um, I think because of that dark period, I, I somehow felt I was so alienated from, from my soul. I started um, just creating a, a bit of awareness in terms of how identified I was with my my thoughts and my mind and my emotions and and it's almost like I believed that that, that was who I was and that's when we speak of like ego consciousness and, and we, we we have this concept of who who we are and how and the role that we play in in, in in how in society and how we live and um i i think just stepping on my mat and just having that time for myself um and i started practicing consistently every day i my view of yoga my my feel for yoga my love for yoga it's it's completely transformed um and that's how i i started um practicing consistently as i joined a, a class and i would go to classes like three to four times per week and then I started practicing on my own as well, um, at home. Um, what that did was it it, it created a, a some I think it created a shift in, in my in my perspective, in my aura, in my spirit, in my consciousness, in my in my whole being. Like like there was a change that I, I can't um really describe to you in, in, in complete in words. words. Yeah, but um it definitely had some sort of transformative effect on my um on my existence yeah on your existence yeah 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 so I was really able to so at this point in 2019 your yoga practice went from something that was just about the physical and it suddenly became something much more mental emotional spiritual and it was like 
it was like a aha flip switch this switch yeah. flipped and it's like yoga is so much more to me now yeah and it was not just the physical practice because like when I mean, when I speak of yoga I don't just mean like on your mat yeah doing hatha yoga vinyasa yeah. just creating these fancy shapes with your body no. and I, I I because I I mean it was a collaborative sort of um effect in terms of it was not just on the mat but being able to experience yoga outside of the mat too so I I I approach it completely different um I started doing a lot of chanting um I started doing a lot of meditation I I I started seeing a therapist so I was I was expanding my my understanding and my my knowledge I started reading a lot of books um spiritual and otherwise which is all part of yoga healing mm-hmm. in itself is yoga mm-hmm. what we're doing right now speaking just exchanging and connecting that is yoga mm-hmm. um self care just self love um just living your real authentic speaking your truth it's all yoga so when i say that yoga transform me i don't really just means you know poses on a mat but just with this holistic approach that i i adopted not i feel like it chose me as opposed to me choosing it like mm-hmm. i think the suffering was so deep that I, i probably was left with no choice but to it it woke up something in me that that i knew would never never die like mm. yeah but i needed to experience that complete death. let me tell you mm. i was dead inside <laughs> i felt it felt like complete death mm-hmm. but i think i needed to experience that death to 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 really kind of sort of reboot and reprogram and really reset yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i needed the yeah. complete chaos to to just really well i do peace. think a lot of us have gone through like this pandemic has really connected us in that sense because a lot of people have been shaken up yeah, and a lot of people of have gone through some dark periods during the last couple of years and so to know that there is there are tools and there are solutions to our problems things that we could use to help sure. us gain back our center reclaim our balance and just get back into our bodies and allow allow the parts of us that die to go and really yeah. let let that go um Yoga is a powerful tool and as you rightfully said is not just about the physical it's so much more than just the physical. Yeah. So now you realize you had this realization and and it became so much more to you now. Um then you decided to teach. So how was the teaching aspect of it? How what was the time frame? How did that unfold? And how was it? Was it nervous for your first class? Like did you How did you start? Did you tell just your family and friends first oh, or did you just go out with it and start the Instagram and you know just go public one time or I think um well in fact I I embarked on yoga teacher training really for my own personal edification. I just wanted to learn a lot more about yoga and all of the postures and and cover deeper understanding. Um I think when I when I completed the training um we we actually were required to teach complete some teaching hours so that's when i started like teaching my family and my friends okay so that's where it was <laughs> yeah, it was so part of it was part of the teacher training and then I, yeah because of course similar to the 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 thoughts and i guess we can call it a limiting belief that you had which i also had was like you know i don't have arms how is this really going to work mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i might need arms Genuine so to, yeah, 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 yeah yeah so but i think uh, um over time when i started teaching my 
family and friends and so on. I think I was able to break free from that limiting belief. I also, I think what helped is the effect that I saw and I experienced um, with my family and friends in terms of teaching them just for a short period, within a, like a three month period, um, I started just, just experiencing um, just a difference in their energy and in mm. their spirit. And um, my family, we have a history of anxiety, depression. So being able to, to share tools with you know, my cousins, my parents, my, my aunties, and, and having, people you love yeah and just and then to see it work for them correct because I think we had a mindset in our family but you know we would say well this is just how we are it runs in our family so moments when I feel anxious when I suffer from anxiety when I feel like I, I could observe the, the 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 connection between my thoughts and my gut and I'm I'm you know the response would always be like well you know daddy experiences the same thing Auntie experiences the same thing. Yeah. Your grandfather experiences the same thing. So yeah. it's almost like it's generational, and yeah. it's okay. So we say, well, this is this is who we are. This is how we operate. Right. We start to accept character traits. We yes. start to accept personality um, types. We start to accept even generational illnesses, yeah, genetic yeah, illnesses sure. like yes. diabetes and all of that. We start to accept those things. And for me, you being able to to not accept. Oh, but my family all have anxiety, so yeah, I have anxiety, yeah, yeah. and I hear people saying that. Yeah, always. but that was us. Yeah, or my whole family, we are uh, we always sick with so and so. You yes, know, we have heart problems. Correct. Yes, it yes. is, and they, and I'm not saying that we're not human. Yeah, and yeah. we are human, and um, genetics and all these things have a part to play. Our diet, our lifestyles, and everything like that. But in terms of personality traits or characteristics, um, I am learning to relinquish that. Um, narrative from saying well yeah I'm a loud person I want to be a if I if I want to be a gentle soft-spoken person I mean naturally I'm loud but does that mean that I have to be loud for the rest of my life no even something like a narrative that I always tell in myself is that I'm bad at math and I am bad at math but I'm not horrible at math I'm just like, I'm just impatient when it comes to maths, right? That's what it is. But if I really take my time and go through a formula or a, a question or whatever, I can figure it out. I'm, I mean, it's Correct. maths. It's yes. not rocket science. But um, again, that's another thing that I keep saying to myself and to other people. Oh, well, I bad at math. I bad at, I accept that. But I don't want that. I want to be able to drop certain personality traits, good, bad, and ugly, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, it's that association with these things. And we have the power. We have the power. And our mind is very strong. And we do, we can reclaim that power and say, just because my whole family crazy doesn't mean that I have to be crazy. Or just because my whole family have an issue with kidneys doesn't mean that I have to have an issue with kidneys. Or just because, you know, whatever. Breaking that cycle. Breaking cycles. Exactly. And... And I yeah. started seeing like very slow effects and positive effects on, on my family. And I think what helped as well was just experiencing like this joy within myself, just being able to teach. Like I, I noticed that I felt just a, a lightness and a sense of freedom, a sense of joy that I just felt like I, I absolutely needed to share with everyone else. Mm-hmm. We are so pleased to announce that this episode is now available on Digicel's apps, Go Loud and Playgo. Download now.
So, what kind of songs you like to listen to and dance to? Oh my god! So of everything I said, that <laughs> you, you did. Um, That's what I came back to. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Indian Indian music. You like Indian music? Yeah, like, Do you like chutney? Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like chutney, okay. but like like more of the not so much a modern type. Maybe like the the classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I like those. Right. And okay. um, I like Indian music. I I, I like that soca. Okay. Reggae. So when you well, go to your little parties and thing. Mm, yeah, I guess I mean I used to, but. So like you're I, more like yeah, dance. Not, you I'm, dance more at home. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't really be out like. Okay. I'm not really like. Are you very actor. guarded with your space? The people that you have yeah, around yeah, you. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Why sure. is that? Um, I think because I've worked so hard to 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 build my vibration build my energy, I tend to be a bit protective of it in terms of I need to protect. Because it's so easy for us to absorb the energy of others, especially as an empath, which I am. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to, to exchange energies and to absorb the energies and feel the pain of others. And um, so I, I tend to be a bit more guarded in terms of who I, how I interact and how I interact. Because I could really sense, I think as I connect more deeply with myself, I'm able to to see people on a much deeper level. Because I could be sitting next to you right now and I don't really see you. Hmm. You know, and we sit up next to people all the time. We meet people. People look at me all the time. People are constantly staring at me, but they don't really see me. Hmm. Yeah, you know, they, hmm. don't see, they don't see me. They see a person without arms who have achieved and who was just in the newspaper. But hmm. they see the labels. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. They, they, they just see... I mean, of course, they're viewing and seeing from their lens. Hmm. So... I think as I deepened my own um, practice and just just create more self-awareness, I'm able to see people on a much deeper level and connect with them a lot more deeper. So I think that's where the exchange, um, I, I just very protective and selective in terms of my exchanges and you know yeah yeah protective and selective yeah so yeah. I can't imagine like like my old like when I was younger like just going to a club and just being among so. It's like, oh my god, like I could never, I can't imagine like doing that now. Like yeah. I could feel like I could enter somebody's home and be like, you know, I, I sense a, a lightness or I, I sense a tension or I sense like it's just very easy to to pick up on these energies and so yeah. I tend to be a bit protective, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm also now starting to learn and realize that that um as you work on yourself and you do the work and you do increase your vibration. It is important to understand that you need to protect your space. You need yeah, to protect your sure. energy. Yeah. Not it, you don't have to be as easily accessible or anything. Um, yeah, privacy is like gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do want to experience. So my entire life, I've since I'm fourteen years old. Um, I've been in kind of like a public eye in a sense because of social media as a kid like I didn't know I remember when Instagram first came around I remember when I was creating the Facebook page for the business I mean I was a a teenager and so like I just remember all of that and then live videos came and then all these marketing things came and I was in I was a kid so I was in it and I was just doing it and then you know all of a sudden social media became a part of my life a part of me and I didn't I, I didn't even know when and where it happened like it wasn't sudden it was just all so gradual and normal and now 
I have this page and there's a pressure as a yes. influencer, even though that term, yeah. that term is a, um, a term that I have to have a whole episode on or something. But um, yeah, just being a social media person, right? Now there's an expectation to post often, to engage, to, you know, but I, I've, I'm at a point where I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I share the same. One, not just because I don't want to, but I also don't have the energy to. Because it takes a lot of energy to create content. It does. It takes so much out of you to create content. And oh my goodness, it could be draining. Yeah. So now I'm at this place where I'm like, hmm, do I want to live off grid? Do I really want to just come off of it and really see what that feels like? And it's something that I'm seriously like toying with, like thinking about. But I mean, yeah, it mean it may be just a hiatus it or for a couple of years, yeah, or it yeah. may be forever, who knows? Mm. Or it may not happen. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that all of us like have challenges with is learning how to accept whatever cards that we're dealt. So we can't control the cards that the universe deals us, right? All we could do is pick it up and play them. And I think with you, that's one of the things, the grace that I see in you, where you've been dealt some cards that not everybody can understand why you've been dealt those cards, but yet you, you're here and there's so much, there's so much, you know, as part of you, um, in so many different realms too, you know, it's not just career and family and, you know, it's just so much, there's so much. And I just want to know, what would you tell somebody who right now the universe is dealing them some cards that they don't like? You know, there's some circumstances, some situations, some, yeah, some challenges that are being thrown towards mm-hmm. so many people right now that they really cannot control, including me. Right? What would you say to somebody who just not not pleased with the cards that they're being dealt? Um, I think from my personal experience, um, I think perspective helped a lot hmm. in terms of viewing the cards as, as good or bad. So I, I would have adopted this approach as a child growing up where I would question, you know, not having arms, it, it raises this question of, you know, why me? Hmm. I mean, everybody around me has arms, <laughs> you know? Stop talking sad. Oh, sorry, change it. <laughs> yeah. I, I am like, you know, so so my perspective, my question would always be, why me? Mm-hmm. And I think when we're dealt with cards, we, we, we look at the card in a way that, um, you know, what this is, this is bad. This is something, this is bad. This is... This is not what I would have expected or wanted. And we begin questioning, well, why is this happening to me? Why not to anybody else? Um, I think my I think what helped in terms of um switching my perspective or my question, not why me or why is this happening to me, or or as opposed to not saying why me, but in what way is this card showing me or allowing me to experience growth, to experience healing, to experience evolution, um, to experience, 
a lift in my vibration or feel. So it's really a matter of not viewing what happens to us as good or bad necessarily, but simply as is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're facing a particular situation, a particular circumstance. Um, we get to decide what experience we would have or what experience we wish to have out of that particular person. So I get to decide what experience I would have being born without arms. So I could, I wouldn't be sitting here if I sat at home and say my experience is going to be when I was born without arms and I'm just going to move about that. So you and I could face the exact same situation. We could be faced with the exact same person right. or but we, we get to choose how we, we experience choose. this this person or this situation or the circumstance um, simply by changing or shifting our perspective. Um, it's really just a matter of your mindset, you know, that, that's what I think. And I think once I was able to shift my, my mindset from this is not happening to me, but this could be happening for me. Mm. Yeah, because I, every circumstance. So, and I think that helped me a lot in terms of realizing that any situation that I'm faced with is, is not, it's not for my, it's not happening to me. It, it's, it's meant to happen exactly as it is for my evolution, for my growth, as difficult as challenges, as dark as it might seem. Um, we have to adopt the ability to, to, to really use this and, and be, be more accepting and be more opening to using our challenges and our, our bad cards as we perceive them mm-hmm. to be um, for our own growth, for our own evolution, because that, that is what I believe is, is at least my purpose. Mm-hmm. I believe my purpose is, is one of, of growth and evolution. I, I think that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let any situation or any circumstance pass me by where I'm not going to reap the benefits or the lesson that I'm meant to learn from that. Mm-hmm. So so when I was in my... In fact, I'm grateful that I experienced deep suffering and that, that period of darkness. All that, all those dark cards that was was dealt to me, I... I now, in a wretch for a second, I'm like, thank God that happened because I would still be old Vera. And I, I, old Vera is just so unconscious, so stuck in ego consciousness, so identifiable with, with so, so identification with my mind, with my thoughts, with my emotions. Like, now, old Vera really wasn't, you know. <laughs> I love that you're saying old Vera and new Vera because I know, because I literally... I'm saying, well, the old me didn't yes, like when I yes, when I yes. lie with my friends and stuff. Now I'm like, well, the old me would have done so and so. Yeah. But the new me is like, you know, Correct, and yeah. and it's really really interesting that you're saying that because I get it. Yeah, I get so it. It's really a matter of the relationship we choose to to build with our thoughts, our emotions, ourselves. Ourself. And yeah, I think that yeah. is what helped me because even like in, like last year compared to 20, 2019, what I would have experienced and the circumstances and the challenges that I would have faced in 2021 was far greater, far more painful, far more challenging than what I experienced in 2019. But you handled it better. Because the, pers- the, 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 the person or the, the spirit that... Exactly. The, so that, that is happening yeah. to me. Yeah. So that is yeah. happening to the, me because I am... I'm. F- Trust me, there are really like challenging things happening around me. Right. right? Yeah. But because I've dealt with and grown from adversities in the past, like it's almost like it's the same level of challenges yeah. and pain and suffering. Right. But I'm different. Correct. Well, that's exactly what I would have experienced. Yeah. yeah so I think because I was. I'm, and I'm watching me 
handle yeah, yeah. these situations where again the old me would have been like ah, yeah, right yeah, which was the old right. but me new me is like suffering yeah yeah it happening yeah i think it we would still continue to experience pain it's not like oh yeah it doesn't spiritual. end yeah yeah no it doesn't like, end it's not like it's going to be you just change no <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah pain suffering darkness and uh, like the the bad parts the negative parts will always be yeah. a part of the human really experience what is your relationship with pain? Your i re- think i was able to mm. build a, a healthier relationship with pain and and turmoil and misery to a point where i know it's no longer suffering because there's there's less resistance and more more acceptance more surrender because you have just a little bit more trust in in what exists within you that that yes. that power that exists within you and when you resist and when you when you try to control you you're basically saying to that power well, I don't really trust you because I want to control I want to lead I think it's supposed to be like x but mm. but when we really just release and, and just allow that that power within us to, to guide and and know that we are protected and guided in every moment that surrender really helps to to ease our suffering And that's yeah. I think when I realized that I was like oh my god I'm I'm creating the suffering for myself. You do you know if you think that x yeah, yeah, or y yeah. z is the one that is causing us this pain no, or causing yeah. It's all us. Yeah. It's yeah. all us and it's hard to see sometimes when oh, you it's so hard it's because hard it's to easier to, to 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 cast to blame. blame yeah and point yeah, the finger because so you want to look easy. out what you it's difficult to look yeah. inside you don't want to face the darkness yeah. and if it it took yeah. it, like it took me immense courage and strength and And a so sense of ownership and responsibility. Accountability, yeah. yeah. It accountability. And it's true. Everything that is happening in our experience is completely our doing. That's it. Yeah, There's, we, the like, we just need to accept that. Yeah. But we like to blame and we like to say, well, you do this or you do that. But it's happening for a reason because mm. it's all connected and it's part of the journey. It's part of the evolution. So, Yeah. Vera, oh my God, last message, just one message. If you had to leave the audience with one message, short, sweet, concise, but powerful, and, and from Vera, what would that message be? Despite the circumstances, the obstacles and challenges that we may be facing externally on the outside, um, take a moment to look within yourself i think every answer every joy every ounce of love peace and stillness that we that we seek that we all seek as humans um could be found right within yourself and i think that was the 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 whole purpose of creating my my studio which is called the ue within because i was able to discover within myself um all the answers that I think I I was seeking throughout my life um so that's a message that I think I would always want to share with everyone which is I think is a difficult task to yeah it's it's no easy I, I get that easy. I understand yeah yeah because so it's hard to see when you now embark on a journey of looking within it's hard to see that all that is possible on the inside oh my God. because all we've all we've been conditioned to see is the outside yeah. but when you realize just as infinite the outside is it's just as infinite on the inside and then it's all one anyway yeah. um is when you start to explore the inside and i was supposed to ask you about that actually 
I was supposed to ask you about what was your inspiration behind the name, the Yogi Within. Yeah, well. And <laughs> voila, yeah. you just yeah, answered the question. So. so Vera, this was the, one of my favorite conversations so far. Thank you very much. Wonderful yeah, Thank for you. coming and sharing. And guys, we will post more information about Vera's studio. So if you do want to check yeah, out. Yeah, you have to come hear the voice. And, yeah, <laughs> and make sure and follow on Instagram. Yeah. Because honestly, I've followed you for a while. And she posts some deep stuff. And very, like, like when I when I read some of her posts that she shares, I'm like, she understands. <laughs> she gets it. She's a wise one. <laughs> so yeah, so that's it guys for this episode of Soul Beauty. Thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait for the next one. Bye. We are so pleased to announce that this episode is now available on Digicel's apps, Go Loud and Playgo. Download now.